chaos is everywhere. So now that we know we're working, um, hi everybody, welcome to Chaos Everywhere, a special bonus episode uh, with me today, the guy that came up with the idea for us to do this, uh, DJ Madman. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day everyone. That, yeah, that pretty much sums it all up. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit of a different type of episode for us, it's going to be a bonus episode probably somewhere around the beginning of March. Uh, and I'm going to basically, I don't know how I'm going to title it, but this is basically going to be the episode, if somebody wants to know what we're about, this is the episode you're going to point them to, because we're going to just talk about the podcast, where it came from, why we're so random with our choices on what we actually watch, um, and all that other stuff. So this is going to be the introduction about 200 episodes in. I think that's what I'm going to call it, introduction yeah, about 200 yep. episodes in. I, I approve. <laughs> yeah. So, um... To start with, uh, I don't. Mean, I mean, there's several places we could go, but the one one that I think will be kind of interesting to start with is um, our names, because uh, I think we've mentioned this a few times. We hint at it, and make jokes about it when we when we break, but uh, obviously, uh, well, for you, your name is DJ Madman, so clearly that wasn't your birth name. But Jonathan Gilchrist is not my birth name. Uh, I have a story about where my name comes from, but I was curious, where does DJ Madman come from? I don't know if I've ever asked you that uh, directly. Uh, I mean, like the easiest origin story is I like wearing masks, so it became a thing. And then it, part of the thing when we decided that we were going to do a radio show, when we did a radio show way back when, mm-hmm. is I thought it would be funny as like a gimmick shtick to wear a mask during the radio show because no one would know that. Uh, but it helps to kind of put me in another personality. And right. I think when we were talking about, you know, the things that we have in common, we had kind of an initial like chaos order thing. So mm-hmm. um, DJ Madman was just an easy thing to come up with. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it just kind of burst from there as I, I pick something it stuck. And then it was easy enough that, it, you know, it wasn't like DJ with like a bunch of stuff on top of it. Because, you know, any kind of like call name, you don't want it to be like 18 words. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So for me, um, actually, when I started the podcast, I was going to use my real name. And actually, I recorded a trailer for the podcast with my real name. And um, I honestly, it just put me in a weird headspace. I don't know why. Just something about using my real name just made me feel a little too vulnerable. And which is weird, because when I use a different name, I feel like I'm just being as much myself. I'm just able to express myself more. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, no, I mean, that's kind of because the tangentially off that, that's how I felt when I started wearing masks. Like right. people would ask, like, why I wore masks in between. It's like I felt like to a degree I could be more more myself around people. Like, right. not that I actively have a significant filter, but at the same point, there's things where, you know, the whole like fear, shoot your shot, take a risk. Like if I'm not, even though everyone knows I'm myself, something about that small anonymity, even with that false lie like will make me say things that normally I wouldn't or, you know, the opposite thing of like, you know, when people are inebriated or something and more impulsive is it gave me kind of that gateway to be a little more of like my inner self that people don't see on a day-to-day basis. 
Gotcha. But as far as like where the name itself comes from, um, my name, uh, Jonathan, is actually the English version of my real name. I'll let you guys Google which other names that could make my name, but whatever. Uh, so that was how Jonathan came about. And then Gilchrist actually comes from my uh, unpublished novel, which you're the only per- other person that's ever read that. But um, when I was writing the novel, I was looking up Scottish names, and Gilchrist literally translates to Servant of Christ. So the idea was this was like the servant of my main character. And it, you know, just another layer of putting on that this main character was supposed to be, well, a Christ like figure in my book. I don't know how well I did that, but that's that's where they, they I learned the name. And then when it came to a radio show, I was like, okay, I'll just take the Jonathan Gilchrist name for myself. So there you go. See, that, goes, that also goes back to plays off like our characters, right? Because like yours is very logical, thought out of, and like, you know, you had a breakdown of stuff. And I just kind of slapped something on, like, ah, insanity. Ooh, yeah. And um, honestly, I forgot because our device is a busy man nowadays. I forgot to try and get him into this, but I don't know the whole thing for his um, name. I know RD, RD comes from, I believe, some of his initials, but he might just add the vice to sound cool. I, if there's more of a story to it, I'll get it for you guys on a different podcast. But um, Maybe 200 yeah. episodes from now. Yeah, maybe another 200 <laughs> episodes. We'll sit down with him and get his breakdown of, the, of what he thinks this podcast is about. Um, so yeah, with the names broken down, uh, the title's the next weirdest thing and the thing you need to find yourself. Uh, also having dogs in the background barking, that's also fun. Well, this actually, this actually goes to how our conversation will go, because when you originally asked a question, you asked a specific question, and this place is one of the answers to that question. Fair. Um, so it's Chaos is Everywhere is something that goes way, way back. I've mentioned uh, bits and pieces in different solo episodes I've done. Uh, One of the things it links back to is when I would make um, characters in wrestling games, my group, this is way before the New Japan, was called Chaos. And in my head, the fantasy booking was a character would be surrounded by people who were going to try and fight him or something. He would say the phrase, Chaos is Everywhere the lights would go down and then the whole group would just appear around the ring. Uh, so that's part of where it comes from, but there's an even more embarrassing, like at least for me, it's very cringy place this comes from, which is uh, early philosophy in my life. Um, when I was about 14, 14 or 13, I learned, like I saw the anarchy symbol for the first time in a history book. And I was really captivated by that. And um, the phrase chaos everywhere actually comes from me sitting down and thinking I was deep, but really just ruminating on the fact that order is whatever man calls it. Whatever humans say order is, that's what order is. So when we build, we build and we make order happen when we create a city. However, if you look at nature that always surrounds um, our cities, if we were to disappear today, it might take 10,000 years, but for no time at all, really, the grass would break down everything that we've built, the trees would come back, and before you know it, it would be like we were never there. So the chaos that we think we have control over is literally everywhere. It surrounds all the quote-unquote order and is actually the stronger force of the two. So, like, I don't mind that as a philosophy, and I really do believe that in my heart, 
but the fact that I came up with it and thought I was way deeper than it actually is at 14 makes it very cringy. But that's another use of the phrase, chaos is everywhere. It's a representation of how stupid we are to think we have any real control in the world. So there you go. There's there's the two origin stories for that. Don't be too hard on yourself because like we all had that. That's one of the things that like I think you remember, especially early me, had like the deep stuff, but like <laughs> I did it for various reasons, but like I did it on Facebook. Like I would put like posts and like you know, when you look through memories, there's some memories that I have. I'm just like oh, yeah. ah. So we were we've all been there. Um but I think yeah. that also kind of ties off to two kind of core elements of like how we met and became friends is like philosophy if i had to pick like one of like if i just say like you know how our friendship started with like you know six or eight words philosophy Mm -hmm. would definitely be there because before that i didn't have any you know official concepts or anything like that and that's how i took a lot of philosophy classes and ended up getting in it as a minor and almost had it as a major and all that boring stuff and then also um that's one of the conversations i think we had especially going back to like history background like that really made an impression on me is like mm-hmm. the fact that you were saying like plastic is like the longest thing of proof of human existence. Like everything mm-hmm. else will go away, but like PVC pipe won't die. <laughs> right. I mean, eventually, but it will be the like, probably the but, last. Like, that'll be the last. And like, yeah. as, as opposed to like, you know, all the things that human civilization has accomplished, you know, yeah. plastic is not really, really far up there. I, I actually um, recently have been hearing about this. This is a, going off on the program but this is something that i um did not know nature is already taking a really big step with that where it's breaking down plastic not like to the point where it dissolves but breaking it down so it's so small it's micro to the point where humans are ingesting about a credit card's worth of plastic a year through drinking water and food but not aware of it because nature has broken it down to that small of a level so I, I find that very interesting. So that, like nature's already working on trying to get yeah, rid of that shit. That, that's so. already like post-apocalyptic. And like that also gives like the whole, not to get political, but like the idea of like, you know, the climate and like the fact that like, you know, pollution, like the fact that we're like carrying things in. So one, there's the evolutional side is like, no matter how much we trash the planet, our body tends to figure out how to survive, but nature mm-hmm. does too. So that's, right. if you're saying like, because of the amount of things, so like what would have been the replacement of that? I wonder like, 200 300 400 years ago like was there something else like some other material that everyone was consuming that was fine like arsenic like are we becoming more weak in that way <laughs> Where it's like before we were like accidentally ingesting like horrible chemicals and because people live to like be 40 they're like either was like the best immune system or the worst immune system where now it's like this like cacophony of all over ranges on an exponential scale mm-hmm yeah no and that makes um yeah that all is just very much makes you feel very small but one thing that um i wanted to point out about philosophy because i've had kind of a reawakening of something in me when it comes to that um because starting with the cringe of where the show comes from i then moved on to college where i took real philosophy courses and realized that everything that i thought that i had like gleaned from the world was actually already thought of many times over by much smarter people and said in such perfect language that I could never approach that it was idiotic for me to even try. So, so that, that was philosophy. But then I uh, recently, I heard someone say that you have to realize education is the process of discovery. So that while you as the teacher or the person imparting the knowledge, it can be a mundane activity because 
you know it as a fact and you're just imparting this fact for every person that doesn't know that fact learning the fact is is like a brand new discovery well that goes back to like sorry but that goes back to like the allegory of the cave like don't get too hard on yourself like you are already trying to you know verbalize or have these concepts they were already there you had to like unearth them or bring them to light they already existed but you needed to have you know a formal education as a torch or a professor to kind of dig that and unearth it and make that shiny and polished so you could see it more clearly. Right. Yep. And so, but it, it was a nice thing to realize because one, it made me feel like, okay, at least I'm not alone being that, you know, pretentious at my young age. And two, um, it's just, it's what everybody goes through. It made me feel very much less uh, like a weirdo basically. Um, but moving away from the philosophy back to the show, <laughs> um, so now that you know why the title is why, what it's supposed to mean the reason that I use that besides it's one of my favorite phrases for the podcast is because when I started this podcast I didn't it's not that I couldn't like think of something to do like I could have done a wrestling show I could have done a lot of different things because I listen to a lot of podcasts so I know a lot of the genres and, I, and I'm like relatively knowledge in a lot of things I could have picked something but I really wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted. I knew it would be a bad idea from a marketing standpoint because I won't, it's hard for me to explain to people what we're doing, but really what it comes down to is it's about our preferences. And I think that's what I've come to learn. It's, I think I put this somewhere like on Twitter or something. Um, We dive into the chaos of nineties nostalgia. That's, that's sort of what we've done or the millennia nostalgia. And, um, but that's the but that's why it got that name is that way I could we could do big chunks of wrestling we could do Power Rangers we could do weird ass cartoons from the seventies about post apocalyptic wizards. By the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's one of my favorites just because it's it's so random and perfect for the feel of the show. Um, but yeah, it just allowed us to do whatever we wanted, and then we did eventually segment things. Um, kind of by accident, really, where Chaos the Final Frontier became, is now, right now it's just Star Trek, but I've, we've already, I've already made it clear, and it will continue on past Star Trek. It's, it, that's our sci-fi section. Uh, Chaos of Greensides, our current wrestling breakdowns and talking about you know whatever's going on in the world of wrestling now. Chaos Everywhere is still the catch-all for anything else that we want to do. And then Chaos Travelers, where we're breaking down music and songs in general. So we've kind of segmented it into these four other podcasts, but the original idea is just to be able to do whatever we want. And um, that. so at this point also, since we've been doing this for about a year, actually about a year and a half now. I was going to say like 18, 19, 18 or 19 months. Yeah, I can't say we have something for everybody because we're not particularly good on like nerd jock stuff. But if you're a nerd of any kind, we've hit on something that hits your like your niche, like fantasy, sci-fi, wrestling. I can't think of any like superheroes. Anime we've done. Anime. So that that's the one good thing. At this point, we've hit everything. And as we continue to grow and as Artie Vice and I continue to beg people to write us because we are still at that point, if you think of something we haven't hit on, we'll do it. It's just a matter of if it doesn't occur to us, when we need other how. people to tell us. Right. 
and we have a whole list of stuff that we're still working on that you know we constantly go back and forth and add stuff to a list that are future episodes so many more months and years of stuff to come i hope um, to give to give our viewers a little more context just if i can add one or two things uh -huh. Um, one, the fact that still kind of that keeps with our kind of dialectic of like, you have things planned, you do research, you have this, I just have random knowledge, or like, mm -hmm. I shoot from the hip. So I'm either like a comic relief, or, you know, something to just kind of break up like, oh, you know, this person's super obsessed with and it's like, well, I'm bored. So I'm there to just kind of like bring people back into like, hey, this is no longer educational. This is just stupid slapstick stuff. Um, so that's one of the other things. Um, and then I, know I did have the hope when we started this that I would be able to shoot from the hip more because I overestimated how much random knowledge I have. But since we've been doing this for more than a year, I've realized I need to do the research because I just don't have as many facts as I thought in my head for all the different things that we're watching. So that's why I ended up being the research guy. But go mm -hmm. ahead. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, and then, um, <laughs> creating with the style to kind of break down of episodes. One of the things that I appreciate is we have our own limitations, right? Um, the reason why we can't do certain things if they're not available on some platform, like essentially if you have to pay a lot of money or if we had to do that, we don't generally do that. We try to make sure that our viewers can contribute with us. So one of the things that Jonathan made sure it set forth in the beginning is whatever content we are, you know, experiencing or looking at or commenting on, it has to be accessible to the public. Um, it yeah. may, you know, be, be on a streaming service, you know, there is a small charge, but like in the way world of today, like we're perfect examples. Like, I don't know how many things we share with other people and essentially somebody else paid for. Um, Allegedly. But, but that's well, I mean, like, that's just kind of the way things are now. Um, yeah. but I think that's a, that's a key point too to our, our viewers to make sure, you know, same to kind of bring them back in is we do our own thing, but there's purpose behind it. Um, and we don't want to, you know, uh, you know, subscribe and sub. We don't, we don't have any specific push to, you know, do our content versus other people's or the same thing that the, the stuff that we have is essentially public access. So that's one of the things that we can go back to like YouTube or the other streaming services that most of them either are very low cost or economical. Yeah. No, we definitely make a conscious effort. I occasionally will dip into stuff like Stars because I, we do have access to that, but I don't like doing that because that is a premium channel that not everybody has. Um, we like we just did that for Groundhog's Day, but mostly it's because it was basically right after Groundhog's oh, I Day. That tartar sauce. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate, and um, yeah, I'm sorry, you missed it. Maybe at some point we'll do a your version of Groundhog's Day. It's, it'll be and it'll just be the same thing for me, which will be very appropriate for Groundhog's Day. Um, but anyway, but yeah, so but we try not to dip too much into that stuff, just so people like if you don't have it, you don't you can't miss out. Um, and the other big thing that's a, is something I'm very conscious of is that we're not professionals in any real way for comedy, especially. Like, I think we can be really funny, and I think when we get going, especially when there's the three of us, we just recorded one yesterday with all three of us, and it was fucking hilarious, and I was laughing after we got off the line. But I don't, we're not professionals, so I make it a very conscious effort to try to pick things that are, if they're weird, they're weird enough that we can obviously make fun of them. If they're bad, they're, you know, just bad, they're good. Um, but if it's something that's, like, legitimately funny, like The Simpsons, we don't try and do talk over of the simpsons because we can't compete with the simpsons that's also why like as much as i love mel brooks i don't think we could ever do a watch along of, like blazing saddles or 
um, Young Frank said, we could do a, a discussion about it, but I don't think we'll ever do a watch along with them. So th- that's another kind of cardinal rule of the podcast is we try not to talk over things that Except are going to be funnier than us. <laughs> yeah, well, wrestling's a different thing because wrestling is the thing that I spent years studying and have a basically have a master's degree in. So I feel like enough of an expert to be like, you know what, I can talk over this and the stuff that I'm going to offer at least to the layman should be pretty new. So that's that's how we just talk over wrestling. Um, that and it's just fun. Although we have we've also changed the rules on that because when we started, I really wanted to keep going week by week watching WCW, watching Nitro all the way through and teach pay-per-view. But basically, Nitro just got boring. Um, there's, there's later when it gets better, but it, it was just too much of a drag and we couldn't be funny week in and week out about this. Basically, it was the same thing. So now we do just the pay-per-views, and we're comparing a WWF pay-per-view with a WCW pay-per-view, and I feel like that's working out a lot better. Um, it may, one, it makes the wrestling more special, and two, it means that we're not having to try and force comment, comments on stuff that we've already like went over the week before mm-hmm. on the Nitro episode. So that's how that changed. If you go back to the back catalog, you can see where we sort of made that change in the podcast too. Not that you shouldn't listen to Nitro episodes, by the way. We did really good ones. It's just it became too much. So we focused on just the pay-per-views when we do wrestling. So I didn't know all of that, but I will like it's a good point because um, like the quality of our content is important. Like I don't think we've watched a thing that just wasn't weird, bad, or funny enough to like keep it going. Like right. I, luckily for us, but also the same thing too, when we pick things, we pick things because they have some kind of reputation already or something we can back off back, back, you know, we can, you know, kind of backdate or like kind of add to. So there, there haven't been very, very many, if any times where we are looking through the content and we, you know, have dead air or like, you know, have something where it's just completely like boring stalling. We only really watch things that either make you think, make you think hard or, you know, you just kind of question why was this, why was this made? Yeah. And that and I will say, and I'll say it to you here, and I've said it to him before, but I will say that you guys have been really good because that was something I realized early on is that we have to, we don't have to like just make noise for noise's sake, but we always had to be aware that of dead air. And I think since I've said that, I don't think we've ever really had a problem with that moving forward. Every once in a while, it'll go a little bit long and I'll just start talking to fill it out, but not, not very often. So that's, um, you know, Good on you, and I'm sure at some point I'll tell our advice. If not, who knows? So, um, let's see. I, I mean, there's yeah, there's more, but that's I think that's the general gist of it right there. You so now you should know like with the four podcasts because they each have different cover art, which was made by my um, well complicated situation ship person Jen, um, but she made really great art, so you should always know which one you're watching, and now you should know which one, what you're going to get when you listen to one or the other. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else we really need to the explain. The conversation within that. the conversation, how how we how we brought up this idea to have this introduction um, was going back to, and mm-hmm. maybe some of our viewers can identify with this, maybe not, but like for my side, like it's really, and this is one of the things too for the the podcast on my end as an entertainment value, like. I don't watch or like, I don't consume a lot of content like for Mm -hmm. any kind of media um, or it takes me a long time to get there. 
Um, so this is also kind of like a vehicle for me to experience things that I've never had or, you know, watch movies or shows or things that I had no concept about. Um, mm-hmm. So one, that's kind of a cool, cool entertainment value. But we had kind of talked about how there's different kind of moods of things, right? So like most of the time, and that, I think that's kind of where the whole chaos thing of where we started to kind of divvy up things of like, you know, when you and our device have your wrestling thing that fills, you know, one kind of, um, you know, uh, sponge of interest and then we have something that is star trek so that's more uh sci-fi but like when it goes back and that's one of the things i think was cool that we started with the chaos traveler one is you had mentioned it in our conversation about doing this is like especially for me like i listen to a lot of music and a large variety of music but it has to be like the right or wrong time for certain things or even two for um the podcast there are things i think there was one or two times where i told you i just couldn't stomach it or do it um, I remember the original Sweeney Todd is still something that will scar me to this day. And I don't know why. Um, so kind of having this opportunity, especially for people that are more like the way I was raised, television was not as openly present for some folks. So for myself, even too, it's an opportunity, um, to experience things. And I think that's one of the things the podcast does and it understands for me and some of our viewers may identify with this is I don't watch things on my own very often and when i do it has to be for a purpose so this is another kind of like bonding connection thing of you know if you can't be with people physically or you know they live halfway across the world or you don't you just don't have a car you can still experience something with somebody else and it does not feel going back to like the thing of you feeling alone at one point is that's kind of one of the things the podcast does is it kind of builds to kind of quote the podcast that you know well like kind of a cult following um, it's not a cult, but it kind of feels like a cult of just kind of a group of people that may share some of the interests with you, uh, and, you know, some of the humor and things like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because it's a good point. The way the conversation for this whole episode started was I mentioned, I'm kind of on the exact opposite, um, side of that spectrum in that where I grew up, there was literally nothing around me. The nearest town, which was like two roads was about five miles away. So there was no option to go places most of the time. So I spent my whole childhood in front of the TV watching um, PBS. Watch, and I only had network TV up until about 2000. So I was like 12 by the time I got satellite. So, so I just rewatch and watch stuff over and over again, watch videos over and over again. And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Um, but it also, like you said, the idea of the podcast and what I really wanted it to be, and I think it does fill that void, is if there is somebody like me that is in that situation where you are stuck somewhere and you all you have is TV to keep you company, if you can throw on what we're watching, we will watch it with you. We will tell you interesting stuff about what you're watching. We will try and make you laugh. It'll hopefully feel like you're sitting down and watching with friends because that's really what we're doing. And um, I've heard this is this has annoyed me. I've heard other podcasts say that disparagingly. Like I. One podcast I really like, at one point they they said as people were starting podcasts during the pandemic, like, if you're going to start a podcast and it's just going to be you and your friends sitting down, like, watching something on TV, wonder, ask yourself if this just could be a phone call. And I'm like, wow, that seemed, like, you have no idea I exist, but that was a direct kick in the balls of what I'm trying to do. (laughs) Well, so to give you a little commentary, which is cool, is, like, some of the streaming services have picked up on that. Like, I think Disney Plus has, like, a thing that you can watch along. Like, right. So kind of in that little connection of, like, way of, like, you know, and that's, you know, especially pandemic, but otherwise, like, going back to my whole thing with movies, or even some people, like, when a movie comes out, 
like if it's a big thing for you and your friend group or something like that, sometimes you don't want to watch it alone. Well, um, so there's kind of, this is another kind of crossover opportunity. So it's, you know, yeah. and I think all of like the mediums and stuff are realizing that because I'm pretty sure it's Disney plus I could check into it, but I'm pretty sure one of the two of the streaming things is like, you could basically like Xbox live <laughs> essentially stream whatever you're watching so that you are watching together, even though you might not be in the same room in the same state in the same right. city, et cetera. Yeah. And like I said, if you don't have those people to do that with, that's what we're here for. And that's also why I made a point of starting an email, which does not get used as well as I would like, but whatever. Uh, but that's why I did it because if you are someone that like wants to watch something, we'll watch it with you. You just got to let us know what you want to watch. Um, if you like what we're doing already, just let us know because it's nice to have positive affirmation every once in a while. Um, but yeah, like that's the whole point. It's just it's just us trying to be friends, hang out, watch some TV. In fact, that's sort of the catchphrase I use on Twitter a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, come watch some TV with your friends. That's that's the whole point of the show. Um, yeah, I think okay. I think that's everything then because we we've, we've gone over why we did this. Of course, we did that last, which is <laughs> really us. I think everything else. I think this is a really good. Um, length too for like a uh, peak in episode so yeah if you are a regular listener and you're just listening because you listen to everything we do which by the way there are a few of you and I say this every time I bring it up we really appreciate you I love the fact that without me having to do anything there are people that are playing the episodes um, I don't know who most of you are but thank you It's it really is appreciated and every play does actually put a a tiny bit of money in our coffers, um, which is nice. Uh, not that we really get to use it for much. That's a whole different thing and involves work that I have to do off air. Anyway, uh, yeah, we do appreciate it. But if this if this is the first thing that someone told you to listen to to try and understand what the hell we're doing, I hope you you know got that feeling, and I hope you continue to listen and maybe give some suggestions if there's other things that we haven't touched on, which. Again, besides like people that are really into sports, which just like Artie Vice knows football and other stuff better than I do, and I know you know stuff better than I do. Um, which, if you guys, that would be hilarious. If you guys want to do your own like spinoff thing where you guys talk sports, that'd be great. But I don't think it's ever anything I'm going to touch on just because I understand it, but I don't really get into it, you know. So I don't think we'll ever be that podcast, at least on that end. Um, yeah, I think that should do it. Uh, thanks, Derek Bowman, for the theme song. Follow me at uh, LastGilchrist1 on Twitter, at LastGilchrist on TikTok, which, while we're explaining things, the TikTok is basically updates about the podcast when I get on and do it myself, or some. now I'm starting to branch out where I'm commenting on other people's stuff to try and pull more people into us. Um, but when I'm not doing that, what I do is I take videos. Uh, let me think of the most... One of the more ones ones that I've done the most of, there is an episode of Family Guy where Chris and Meg uh, go crazy and like beat up a whole cafeteria worth of people, and I just put different music over that for comedic effect. Uh, so far, the most popular one was when I did Hero from Spider-Man, which actually works really well. And then one just blew up a week or so ago, like bigger than most of my other videos, that was uh, Bodies by Drowning Pool, which is very apropos for the scene. I don't know why it took me so long to think to put those together. But, um, yeah, so those that's what I'm doing over there. It, it is pretty funny. and In general, TikTok's just a big time, time sink because 
it is addictive. I never thought I would be, but you know, I'd spend most of my day on it. Um, it. Oh, yeah, and if you do want to write the show, the email is chaospodshow. That's uh, the word chaos, P-O-D, like podcast, show at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else you need to add here, buddy? Uh, so I'm just going to basically kind of uh, reiterate or echo some of the same things we are. Like we appreciate the viewers that we do have, um, any of the content that we share, when people react to it or give us feedback to it um, as the offer that Jonathan had. You know, if you have something specific that you want us to take apart or watch, do watch along, first watch along, anything that we do not know of that's super cringe worthy or weird or, you know, interesting, um, you know, you can definitely contact us or connect to us to any of the avenues that Jonathan so aptly did, including the TikTok. Um, and, uh, you know, I just uh, go through, create the opportunity. I appreciate um, the fact that we were able to do this. Um, and no, I was trying to figure out what I had a specific sign off for. And uh, I got, I got cheesy stuff. I got cozy. I got friendly. I got, <laughs> I got nothing. I got plastic and evolution. So, ooh, 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 okay. It there doesn't make sense, but it doesn't make sense at all, but it makes sense to what you said. So ignore grammar, but I'll let you break off and then I'll say it. Okay. I was just going to say, um, based on when this is going to be released, um, it'll be the beginning of March. We have just done at that point our chaos at Wayneside where we discuss revolution. And there's also an episode where we did predictions for it, uh, where for that and the uh, TNA or impact pay-per-view, which I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's on the fifth, the day before revolution. So we have a lot of wrestling content that is just released. Mondays are always star Trek, but other than that, that's all, that's about as far out as I've planned this. So I just want to throw in the plugs on what should be up on the feed by the time you hear this. So, all right. What was the crazy thing you wanted to end with? That doesn't make any sense. Stay anarchy out there. All right, man. That's fair. Have a good night, everybody.